Hello and welcome to another episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast, where we experience and explore everything that makes small towns great. I'm your host, Abby Graves, and today we're talking to a new friend of mine. It's Mark Johnson, the owner of Freedom Carry Firearms Academy based out of Browerville, Minnesota. I met Mark back in January when I signed up to take his permit to carry class hosted at the Thunder Lodge. And after the class, as he was signing everyone's paperwork, I asked if he would ever be interested in being on my podcast. At first, he was a little apprehensive. He didn't think that this was something he'd be interested in. But then a couple days later, he thought about it and he changed his mind. And I'm so glad that he did because this was a fantastic interview. I'm so glad that I got to sit down and talk with Mark more in depth about his journey becoming a certified firearms instructor. I hope you enjoy our time hanging out with Mark. Be sure to follow him on Facebook and a big shout out to the Thunder Lodge in Long Prairie for letting me host my interview with Mark in their back room. Please enjoy Mark Johnson of Freedom Carry Firearms Academy. Then we all state of town has got its ups and it's got its downs but growing up somewhere else around wouldn't beat this place yeah that's my hometown go ahead and tell me your name where you're from and what you do all right my name is mark johnson i'm from browerville minnesota and i own freedom carry firearms academy we do permit to carry classes we do basic firearm instruction we do some advanced firearm instruction as well and I met Mark because I actually took my permit to carry class through you uh, just a few weeks ago. It was pretty recently. But I've actually been intending to get this class done for a very long time now as an avid hunter and just as someone who's around guns quite frequently. I'm a firm believer that you can never be too educated or too safe around firearms. So I actually wanted to take your class back during, I think it was like the early antlerless weekend of deer hunting. You had a class at the Thunder Lodge or sometime around then. Yeah, it was around there, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I was out hunting and I had got anything I'm like well maybe I should just sign up and see if there's a last minute opening well then I'm like well I'm gonna go out hunting and ended up having a very successful weekend oh good but uh yeah so I've been kind of putting this class off putting it off and finally got to do your class in January but ripping cold outside (laughs) it was freezing (laughs) it was a really cold day for it but it was it felt really good to get that done and I'm so glad that I met you because your instruction was fantastic. Oh, thank you. I was just blown away because I had heard from so many people. I was telling them, oh, yeah, I'm going to do my permit to carry class this weekend. And everyone's warning me. They're like, oh, it's going to take all day. You're going to be so <laughs> bored. But honestly, your class was very, very well done. That's good to know. Thank you. I try my best. I've actually been recommending it to a few people that, that have mentioned, oh, I got to get mine renewed. I'm like, I got a guy for you. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so let's give people a little background on what all goes into getting your permit to carry. So if you're interested in getting a permit to carry, of course, you have to be 21 years of age or older. You have to be a legal resident of the United States. You can't have any felonies or any violent crimes, history of violent crimes. And then it's just simple as you come and take my class. After we're done with the class, I'll give you a certificate if you pass, but most people do. And with my certificate and your photo ID, you just go to your local county sheriff department and show them the certificate and show them your photo ID. And they'll do a background check on you. And you should get your permit to carry card in the mail within, I like to say, a couple months. Recently has been a couple weeks, but now with, uh, you know, now we have Mike Allen as sheriff. And with all that changing and, and stuff like that, he's got a lot on his plate. So it might take a little longer right now, but usually it is a couple weeks. 
I can confirm my dad took the class at the same time I did. He actually has his permit to carry card just came in the mail this week. We okay. just took our class like what, three, four weeks ago, something like that. Yep. Yep. I'm still waiting on mine because I'm a Benton <laughs> County resident. So mine's a little backed up at the moment, but okay. they did cash the check. So that's a good sign, right? Yep. It's on its way. It has to be. <laughs> awesome. So how did you get into being a teacher of these courses? So that is kind of a long story, but I'll try to shorten it up a little bit. It's a podcast. We got all the time in the world. <laughs> I love it. We have three boys, two of which are handicapped, physically handicapped. So they're becoming of age to where they're ready to hunt. And I come from a large background of hunters. My wife comes from a large background of hunters. If they want to hunt, they're going to hunt. So we're going to take them through the firearm safety class. And I was bored at the time as well. So I said, well, maybe it's a good time for me to be certified to teach firearm safety classes. So I called up Fort Ripley because they're the ones that were doing the training and asked them if it would be possible if I could get in on one of their classes. Well, that was early 2021 and they weren't doing classes because of COVID. So they said, no, no classes. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. So that got me started to think, you know, maybe I could get into something else with firearms because I've never really been big on handguns. I grew up with rifles and hunting, you know, just for the hunting purposes and stuff. So rifles only. I did get my permit to carry back about 15 years ago is when I originally got my permit to carry. So I bought a, I bought a pistol and it sat in the safe for 10 years. Never really used it. I didn't really know anybody else that shot pistols and I'm like, whatever, at least I have this to protect myself, I guess. That's what everyone else's plan is when they get this permit to carry. But about three years ago, I got my dad into handguns. And it became like a race, like who can buy the most handguns? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad and really expensive, but... Can I can only I, imagine <laughs> how the wives felt. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't beat on how many handguns I own, but... So I started getting more into handguns. My dad started getting into it, and I said, well... You know, I take this permit to carry class, and the last class I took to renew my permit to carry was amazing. It blew me away. I loved it. And it kind of got me into that momentum where I'm like, I want to do this a lot. You know, I don't want to pay for a permit to carry class every two months or whatever because I, I, I enjoy it. I'll just teach it. So I got a hold of another guy way down south. It was a stretch to find him, but I found him. He was doing classes at the time. He was putting on training counselor classes to actually train people to start their own organizations to certify people to carry a, a handgun in Minnesota. So I got a hold of him. He was doing a class like the following week. So I took the day off work that day. I drove down there. It was a Friday and a Saturday. So we actually did two days of, of shooting and training and my social anxiety is through the roof. So doing that class was out of my boundaries. I never thought I'd be doing something like that. Well, just like we're doing today, I never thought I'd be doing something like this, but. So I took the class and he made us actually teach the class. He was one of the students. There was me and two other students and I was talking to some of them and they were talking about already being an instructor. I was like, what, 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 what kind of class are we in? So I kind of took a shortcut to where people usually take a class through like the USCCA to be able to instruct under another organization. Okay. I took this class to just create my own business and organization and instruct under myself. And I didn't realize that. And I was like, oh, 
well, let's see how this goes, you know, but I was the top of my class. And then you have to go through the whole rigmarole of starting a business entity, tax, ID number, all that stuff. So that took another two months after that. Oh yeah, that's a pain in the butt. But I already had my foot <laughs> in the door. So I'm like, well, I don't want to back off now and lose all this training and, and certification that I have. So I finished it up and it was, trying to think of when it was, April, I believe, of 2021. I was certified and I had my own business. So I started doing these classes and that's how it all happened. <laughs> kind of by accident. <laughs> by accident, completely <laughs> by accident. And then later on, I was able to take a class to be certified as a firearm safety instructor too for oh, okay. children. So. so you did end up accomplishing what you set out to do. <laughs> yep. And at this point, I'm like, why not do it all? So it's I'm, I'm just forever expanding. That's awesome. Yep. How many classes on average do you teach, do you think, during a given year? So that's kind of hard to answer because the first year I did four classes, I believe. Okay. Uh, last year I did, I want to say like 14. So far this year, it is the end of February and I'm at nine classes already. Okay. So this year is blowing up. I don't advertise really. I do Facebook ads and stuff when I do my classes and everything, but I mostly rely on just kind of networking, like word of mouth. Yeah. And the word of mouth is just through the roof right now. It's it's really small communities, and they're so close together. I'm stretched out as far as Monaga, and it's it's really cool. That is really cool. And I, you do such a great job, so you are getting people like me coming to your classes and then talking with other people who either are looking to get it done for the first time or looking to renew. And if you teach a great class... I appreciate that. <laughs> Word spreads like wildfire. Like I've told all my friends, and they're down in St. Cloud. They're like, let us know. If you see him having another class, we'll sign up for it. We'll drive. We don't care as long as it's a good class. Awesome. And I'm like, great. I got everyone's contact info, <laughs> and I'm sending your contact info to them. It's honestly, yeah, building a network is huge. Yeah, it's great. And it's such a good feeling to start with nothing. And, and now hearing words like like what you're saying and other people are saying, it's, it's amazing. Do you have a favorite part of the class when you're teaching it? So... I do things a little different than some, where some instructors will bring like the plastic blue gun and show, show it off, you know, and say, this is the trigger and this is this and that. I bring real guns to class. They're all unloaded, but they're real guns. So I can actually show the actual functions of the handguns and how they work and how to manipulate the handgun right in class. And I think that's my favorite part is every time I go through the guns, because I usually bring many. Can but, confirm. You brought a lot. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> But every time I go through the guns, I always point out something that somebody didn't know. And that's that's my favorite part, is if I can actually see that I just taught somebody something, that's incredible. Like the different functions, like, you know, I brought a 22 pistol where the magazine release wasn't on the grip, it was on the bottom of the trigger guard, and people's jaws dropped. I'm like, yes, that's awesome, mm -hmm. you know? And it keeps people more engaged, too. I feel like if there was, like, a plastic blue gun in front of me, I'd be like, that's eh. a toy. <laughs> yeah. Like, what am I learning from a toy? I want real-life application when I'm learning. Right. And I think having the real thing safely in front of you, being handled by someone who's certified is so incredibly helpful. Yes. I believe the instructor is significantly limited with a plastic gun. Mm-hmm. So it's nice being able to pull a slide back and show this is how you lock a slide back. This is where the safety is, or it could be here or here on this gun here or on that gun there. It, it's, uh, it's much more entertaining, and people learn a lot more from it as well. Examples are so helpful. Yes, they are. 
<laughs> and just to let you know, once my dad and I got done with the class, we went home and we were talking with my mom and we were going over the things that were like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. I feel so much more informed. And then we went out and just did some practice target shooting. And my dad's like, yeah, remember we learned this and that. And so that's what I love about my classes. It's definitely sticking with people. Good. I hope a lot of people learn a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. It's been very educational and very helpful. And I'm so grateful that I came across your page on Facebook just by chance. Like yep. that was so lucky. And I feel like that's been happening to me a lot lately. I just keep running across different Facebook pages that are connecting with me. So sure. sometimes your phone listening to you can be very helpful. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been very lucky too on students. I've had the, the most wonderful students. That's just a good feeling. Yeah. And I feel like everyone coming to get a permit to carry is the kind of person that wants to be there. It's not like some class that you are mandatory signed up for, have to do this to cross XYZ. It's people who want to be there and learn and be an educated gun owner. Yes. It's definitely better than selling timeshares. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> So as you heard me say in the introduction, I did host this podcast episode at the Thunder Lodge Sports Bar in Long Prairie, located on Highway 71. I got to give a big shout out to Brett and Anna for letting me set up in their back room and host this podcast there on a whim. I needed a last minute venue and they came in clutch with their back room. If you're looking for a place to host an event like a bridal shower, a baby shower, a wedding reception, they do it all in their huge back room. It's nice and spacious, great for hosting events of all sizes. They also have just a wonderful bar. They are the epitome of what a small town bar is. You walk in there, you're greeted with a smile, and if you're like me and you're there quite often, they will even have your drink ready to go for you by the time you grab your bar stool. <laughs> I love the Thunder Lodge. I'm there whenever I'm home. It's just a great place to hang out with friends and gather and have some great food. They do weekend specials. They got happy hours. Weeknights, they do butt bingo on Tuesdays, which is definitely something to check out. And then they also have trivia throughout the month as well on Thursdays. So they got a lot going on at the Thunder Lodge. If you're looking for a great place to hang out in Long Prairie, be sure to check out the Thunder Lodge and be sure to follow them on Facebook as well. Check out Thunder Lodge page for all the events and specials that they have going on throughout the week. This is obviously your business, your entity. Is this what you do full-time then? It's not. I work at a factory full-time. This is just my weekend gig kind of. Like I said, I'm always expanding. I'm always trying to expand further. Eventually, I want to try to get into like an FFL where I can buy and sell firearms and ammunition okay. and open up a shop. I could instruct out of the shop and I could, you know, actually sell the guns that these people are like, oh, I'd like to have one of those. Well, hey, I got one right here on the shelf. <laughs> well, and that's super important, too, because then they'd be buying from a reputable source and someone who can help them pick out the one that's right for them. Right. And show them how to use it effectively. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which yep. is something you were talking about in the class. What was the name of the place that you recommended people go and check out? To I highly recommended uh, Bill's Shooting Sports in Baxter. It's right next to Fleet Farm. It actually share, kind of shares a parking lot with Coles. The main guy that's there, he's got 35 years of experience in gunsmithing and firearm instruction, and he's very knowledgeable. I cannot, I could talk to him for days. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I first met him. I'm like, yeah, I want to be your friend, you know? <laughs> Good guy to have in your corner. <laughs> yes, but I do highly recommend them. And then they have an indoor firing range as well. I brought one of my students there to buy his first gun and I started showing him around the cases and tell him about this gun and that gun and this guy just came over and kind of pushed me to the side and he's like I'll tell you why you like that gun and not that gun they're not I don't want to make them sound like they're pushy they're not pushy at all but he did tell him exactly why he didn't like that gun or why he liked that gun as soon as he had it in his hands 
and they don't they, they didn't recommend he bought a gun before he took it to the range and shot it because you don't really know if you like it or not until you shoot it so they're really really helpful and they're they care they want you to get the perfect gun for you and that's super smart because i know uh i have a nine mil and I bought it because it was blue. Oh, sure. <laughs> and honestly, I probably should have put a little bit more thought into it. Not that I don't like it. I do really like it. I think it's a great gun, especially for me. And I've gone out and I've practiced with it regularly, which is a good thing to do. And yeah. just safe and proper handling. And it's great, but it's not perfect. <laughs> and I can probably do better on my next go around knowing that there are people... And businesses like Bill's up in Baxter that can actually help me in store and not just look at me and go, oh, that's a blonde girl. Do you want a pretty color? Absolutely. Yeah. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're not like that. They'll, they'll get you the right gun. That's really but blue's cool. a good color. I'm a huge fan of the movie Frozen. Oh. It's like Elsa blue. <laughs> it doesn't take much to impress me, but I do need to put a little more research into things. <laughs> it looks pretty and it goes bang when you pull the trigger. Yes. And I'm getting better at using it. Lots of target practice. Good. How much do you recommend people go out and practice? So for basic, like I, I want to get this gun so I can protect myself and my family. If you can, as, as much as you can by far, but um, if you can, about 200 rounds a week is a good amount of practice. Okay. The worst thing you can do is take it out, shoot 200 rounds a week. The next week you go out, shoot 200 rounds, and then put it in the safe and then it's sitting for months without touching it. So you really have to have a love for it. It's really hard to find time to do things like that mm -hmm. if, if you don't like it. So that's why like getting a gun that fits your hand, that's comfortable for you and that you're good with can really be beneficial because you'll want to practice with it more. I actually took a advanced defense class in Osaka's General Store. They put on an advanced handgun defense class. You had to bring so many rounds and it's you know so much and you, you join this class. So we went through the classroom portion of it, and they actually had um, Douglas County Sheriff's teaching it and a couple of their instructors, their local instructors. We went through the classroom portion, then we went out to the range and started shooting. And one of the other students in the class it had huge hands, huge hands. And he brought out this tiny little 9 millimeter, oh, like no. <laughs> tiny little thing. And I said, oh, that's not going to go well. Uh, I actually said that to one of the instructors. I said, this isn't going to go well. He's like, no. <laughs> We'll see what happens. So we fired our first shots, and his first shot, the gun was so small for his hand that when the slide came back, it actually cut through his hand, oh. and he dropped out right then and there. It actually came down to, so there's three students in the class. It was me and two others. One of the students dropped out during the classroom portion because it wasn't what they expected. It was a little too intense for him. Okay. And then the next student dropped out right away when we started the firing session. So it was just me and four instructors. And um, we ended up doing just bare minimum for me to, I, it wasn't really a pass. You didn't get a certificate of completion or anything like that. It, it was, was more just, just something an educational to, course. Yeah. Educational. And then uh, just to advance your skills a little bit. So basically when the last student dropped out and it was just me, I'm like, well, I still want to shoot a bunch of stuff like you know this is weird though four instructors standing over yeah. me like oh, oh when the beep goes off you shoot you know shoot the target four times i'm like i don't really want to do that talk about special treatment <laughs> exactly <laughs> fortunately all of the instructors brought their own guns and ammunition because they expected to shoot after the class so they're like let's just speed you through this and then let's have some fun group activity like, absolutely 
very professional shooters. I was a little bit out of my league, but I could still keep up. That's so awesome. It ended up being a very fun class. Well, who better to learn from than literal members of the Douglas County Sheriff's? Oh, exactly. Department. That's so cool. Yeah, I was very lucky to have that. Uh, just it was four of them and one of me. Yeah. So basically, I I got everything I needed from them. They helped me the whole way through. Uh, we did some some pretty gnarly stuff with firearms and like running and shooting this target and then running over here. The training I got from that just the the. Well, I wouldn't say one-on-one. I'd say four-on-one training <laughs> was so beneficial. It was awesome. So when it comes to, like, the difference between an advanced class and, like, the permit-to-carry class, it's more advanced drills or yeah, it's so a classroom the, portion? I guess you could compare them as, like, the permit-to-carry class is the basics. You learn the state statutes. You learn the federal laws, which are all kind of a gray areas anyway. Basically, when it comes down to it simplified, your firearm is your last resort. Mm-hmm. You have to be thinking when you're pulling that trigger, do I want to go to prison or do I want to die? Those are your two options. If you have any, any uh, ability to flee, absolutely do so. So that's basically what we're trying to hammer down is don't use your gun unless you absolutely have to. Now in the, in the advanced defense class, it gets pretty brutal. Same rules apply. You know, they still follow the state statutes and the federal laws. They just word them a little different to where some people might kind of get offended actually by it. The first thing I heard in my advanced defense class, I don't think it was the sheriff, it was one of the instructors that were standing up there, and the first thing he said was, I want to word this right, (laughs) when you walk in somewhere, like your Walmart or your, your shopping mall or wherever it is, anywhere you go, when you look around, have a plan to kill everybody in that building. And I was like, what in the heck? And that's when the first student dropped out. He's like, nope, that's not, nope, that's Just not for me. Drop the pencil and he's out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was their way of, of wording things. And it, it makes sense. Like, not just, you know, I'm, I'm going to do that to him and I'm going to do that to him. That's not what they're saying. They're saying, be prepared and have a plan to where if something does go wrong, you're one step ahead of the, mm-hmm. the bad guy, I guess, you know. Not getting yourself caught off guard. Yeah. But they were very loud and very... I mean, it was like being in the army, like drill sergeants, like hitting on you hard. Wow. So loud and just fast and they were getting up in your face and (laughs) it was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Most people aren't giggling and saying how fun that situation is. (laughs) Right. I'm a sensitive soul. Back to me loving the movie Frozen. I don't think I would be able to handle that. (laughs) A lot of people I'd imagine can't, but that's a class where they only offer that class to somebody with a permit to carry already. So you've already been through like the, the, the laws and you've been through how to handle a firearm and things like that. They're just pushing it to a whole new level. So yeah. if, you're, if you get your permit to carry and then you're like, you know, I want to take this a step further. Maybe you want to get into competition shooting or you wanted to get into some like firearm security or something like that. That would be your next class to take for just a more advanced high high impact class. Okay. Are there any other classes that are offered similar to that, but maybe not as intense? <laughs> <laughs> they, they do offer many, many firearm classes. The problem is finding them. Okay. Like I offer a few different classes. There's some in Miltona that offer different classes. They're all different structure, but basically it comes down to the same thing. You know, you get your permit to carry. Your next step is you're going to learn how to use that firearm. So that would be like basics of handgun shooting would be pre-permit to carry. Okay. And then once you kind of know the fundamentals and how to treat a handgun, then you could do your permit to carry class. 
get your permit to carry and then need to get into some more advanced things like you go through some drills some time drills they do handgun ar-15 combo to where you have an ar-15 slinged around your shoulder you have a pistol Okay. Poster it on your hip and you have to do, you know, like three shots with the AR. You drop it, pull your pistol out, do three shots with your pistol, things like that. Okay. So it depends on how people kind of structure their classes, but you can find different classes if you just look around. Okay. The last pistol AR combo, that's what, that's what I call it. I don't know. It's a advanced firearm tactics class that I found was in Wisconsin. The oh closest one. So central Minnesota was in Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you do have to kind of look around, but sometimes you'll find something local. Uh, you just have to have your timing right. The advanced classes aren't as desirable. Most people just want to get the permit to carry so they can carry a gun around, mm-hmm. buy a gun, and they're good with that. I'll do my own training, or I just won't train, and hopefully I get lucky, things like that. Yeah. So they're not really opt to paying another, say, $160 for just further training if they're not going to use it. So that's the problem. Like when I do my advanced classes... I'll tell you what, I don't, I might do one a year. Because just because there's not the desire for people it? People just don't need it. They, they're like, oh, we don't need it or whatever. It's, it's, it's a really, really beneficial class, but people don't have the desire for it. If I was weary of getting yelled at, I'd probably shy away too. <laughs> <laughs> so you do some competition shooting, correct? Yes. So how did you get involved with that and what exactly does it entail? <laughs> it's a pretty broad spectrum. So you have your IDPA is what I did. And I'm not 100% familiar with all the deals, but IDPA is pistols. So basically you have a course. So there's targets set up on on all sides. Well, you have your 180 line mm-hmm. that you cannot cross. So if you turn around with your firearm, you're disqualified automatically. So only straight towards the targets. And you have targets to your left, targets to your right, targets in the center. And there's barricades. So when the timer goes off, you have a certain... Uh, certain areas you can go to to shoot your targets you have to put so many holes in the targets in a certain time or you try to get the fastest time okay so the 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 pistol shooting is where i kind of started i'd like to get into three gun so that has (laughs) yeah like at a time not at a time okay so you have basically one course here with pistols you have to finish that with a pistol you go to the next course, you get a rifle, okay. and you have further targets, and you have to shoot your targets with that, and they go to the next course with a shotgun, and you have to shoot your shotgun targets. So it's like a triathlon. Yes. Okay. A triathlon of guns. Gotcha. They're not all strapped <laughs> to you at one time like Rambo. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you do competition shooting? Does that happen here locally in the area, or are you driving to Wisconsin for that too? There's some local ones around St. Cloud area. Basically, you, go on, you can just go online and search it. There's one... I can't remember the town. There's one around St. Cloud, but okay. if you go online and search um, like shooting competitions or something like that, you'll find them, but those are kind of stretched out too. Do you have to be part of a team or is that an individual you sign up on your own? You can sign up on your own, but if you're interested in it and you sign up on your own, you will end up on a team. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's very addicting. Okay. Uh, most of my stuff, so I'm part of the Browerville Fire Department. And we have a lot of guys on the department that are avid shooters. We have handguns, we have rifles, we have shotguns. So we'll go and kind of set up our own stuff and just do things for fun. I've never been a really competitive guy. School sports, eh, I could I could have taken them or leave them, you know. It's the same with this. Like, I can go and compete against people that are going to stomp me to the ground. But I think it's just fun to get together with friends and set up courses and, and do it on your own. There's a camaraderie to it. Yeah. Like it, finding a pod of people with a similar interest is 
so crucial for any human. Yeah. We're not meant to be solo creatures. If we can find friends that are interested in the same stuff we are, that's super cool. <laughs> Absolutely. And then it kind of comes down to schedule too. Like if they're having a shooting competition this time on this day, I probably can't make it. It's got to be spontaneous. Like my buddies call me up and they're like, hey, let's go out to the field and shoot. I'll be like, all right, I can do that. But, you know, traveling at a certain day and a certain time, it's kind of hard to do. Especially if you got kids and family. Yep. You can't just drop everything and exactly. abandon them. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm just afraid that if I get caught up into something like that, now I'm hooked and now... <laughs> I have to quit my job so I can do this full time. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, you're packing the family into an RV and you're traveling the country for yes. it. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I'm afraid of. Cause I, I could see myself doing that. Yeah. Well, you definitely have the passion for it. And I'm so glad that you agreed to do the podcast. I know you're a little apprehensive <laughs> after the class. I asked you if you'd ever be interested and you said, no, 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 no. Yeah. It was a pretty hard no, but after thinking about it, it's, I'm like, you know what, this will be good for me to kind of get out of my comfort zone, you know, get out there in the, in the world a little bit. So. And you got a talent for talking and it, you're definitely using it. So I'm glad about that. Cause most people, if they do have a talent for talking to people, a lot of times they don't really recognize it. And the fact that you're using it to help others, I think is really cool. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. So if people are interested in learning more about your business, about signing up for a class, where should they go? Well, they can go to www.freedomcarryfirearms.com. I don't post schedules up on there because I don't really make schedules. Basically, somebody calls me and they want a class. I'll be like, all right, I'll set one up. You know, I can't just put a schedule and see, I'll be here at this time on this day and hopefully a couple people show up. But you can go on the website and that'll have all my contact information. You can get a hold of me, text message, call me, uh, email. It's all on the website. Otherwise, I have a Facebook page. It's Freedom Carry Firearms Academy. And you can follow me and like it and all my information's on there as well. Otherwise, you can just give me a call or a text at 218-414-0395. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this, Mark. Thank you. I'm glad you talked me into it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Small Town Tourist Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Minky Graves. Our theme song is That's My Hometown by Aaron Simmons. You can find him online, aaronsimmonsmusic.com, and wherever you stream music. Be sure to check out the blog, thesmalltowntourist.com, and follow on Instagram, at thesmalltowntourist.